Let's keep moving right along here and on to the second segment for season six, episode four, with the theme with the theme of mutual meeting grounds. Excuse me. This is Resed Out Relationship Advice making its first uh, appearance, basically for season six. Um, this one is dating climate, and this segment looks at how the communication in today's dating world is not strong enough to sustain long-term relationships. So everything that I've been talking about, talking points and all that, you know, dating is no different. You know, it's like two political sides, once again, male and female. And the, the thing that I've been really seeing is a rise of female commentary on uh, pretty much YouTube Um what it is, is there's a lot of ladies that are giving relationship advice. They're the wing woman as opposed to wingman. They want men to understand what's going on. And this is nothing new. I covered this in season one and season two and season three, you know, basically about the communication part. And, um, <clears throat> when I had my co-host with me, Navajo Pedro, he did talk about, you know, how it is like very helpful to have females, you know, trying to help, help out men in the dating world. I'm not including myself in this because I'm not dating. I really don't care for it right now. So it's not really important to me. So, but anyways, so, uh, then, you know, one of the things I want to start off with is, uh, my nephew, he asked me, he goes, uncle, he goes, do you ever see yourself getting married? And like I said before, I've been, I accepted three proposals since I've been out here. And one I almost did back when I was in Albuquerque. <laughs> I was going to marry this uh, African lady. So to make her a legal citizen, that's when um, Donald Trump was starting to run for president in, uh, I think it was 2015, 2016. And she was afraid that, um, well, this lady was trying to have me marry her, her sister uh, she was an African immigrant and she wanted to get married so she could have legal citizenship. They were saying, well, we'll pay you. We'll pay you. I was like, uh, okay, well, let me, let me think about it. Cause right now I really need the fucking money. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But anyways, in the end that the lady that was uh, telling me to marry her sister or asking me to marry her sister, she ended up being like kind of giving my sister a fucked up attitude. So my sister just stopped talking to her. So so that's where that whole, um, that whole situation just dissolved itself basically. And anyways, so when my, my nephew asked me that and he goes, you know, Hey uncle, do you ever see yourself getting married? I was like, uh, not really. No. And then, uh, we were, we're having, um, some outstanding Chinese food at the buffet over in Albuquerque. And then he was all eating his, his rice or whatever it was. And he goes, uh, so what do you think you'd be doing then if you're not going to get married and settle down and, you know, you don't see a family in your future? I was like, well, you know, I'd like to travel the world. That'd be pretty cool, you know. And I told him, I said, um, you know, I kind of get to see the other cultures and see see what's up with them, you know. And um, he goes, where, where would you go first? And, you know, I, at that moment, I just thought about it. I was like, where would I go first? And I was like... Well, I'd probably go to Africa because Africa seems pretty interesting to me because of all these movies I've seen with these African warlords and um, how they abduct people. And I told him, you know, I said, you know, I would like to see what my value is as a person. 
let's see if a warlord comes and abducts the native ravager, you know, they got me all tied up or, you know, tied down to a chair or something, trying to maybe make, hold me hostage for ransom or something, trying to have the U S government trying to bargain for me. And I, you know, for me, I would just be on the chair like, Hey dude, they they are not going to negotiate with terrorism. You're just fucking wasting your time, man. You know? And, um, anyway, so that's what I had in my mind, but I just told my nephew, I said, um, if anything, you know, if they start like harassing me and like trying to hit me with a gun or sticks or whatever the hell. And I said, I think I would be, I, I would like to fight them like physically, like hand to hand combat type stuff. And, um, I said that either that or, you know, bringing out my smart assness, you know, I would like to kind of like talk shit to the warlord and just tell him, look at all your pruny malnourished soldiers, you know, what the hell are they going to do? You know, and my, uh, my old nephew almost, you know, spit out, well, I'm not little, but he's a big nephew. He almost spit out his food, man. I didn't think it was that funny, but you know, he, I guess he cracked up. Then when his mom showed up, I was telling her, you know, I was like, oh, this is what he was asking me. You know, if I, if I'm, if I don't see myself getting married, what am I going to be doing? So I'll probably traveling the world, see if I can get my ass caught by these, um, terrorists or, um, you know, these other groups that just hate America or just, are just tripped out by me. Like what nationality are you, you know? And because to me, I always think that if they hear the word native American, you know, that would give me a little bit of a leeway to talk to them and tell them stories about what goes on here on the res. I'll tell them, so you you know, your struggles of, you know, trying to terrorize and intimidate a community or the country is, is not really falling on deaf ears, but it's relatable (laughs) basically. So then I was like, hell, maybe I might be, be taken over as a new warlord. I'll say, man, get your ass out of the way. Let, let, let me show you how it's done from the native ravager side. I'll just pretend that Africa is a country that's just one big giant Navajo nation. And uh, we can get to do what we want since there's really no law to stop us, you know. <laughs> so anyways, uh, yeah, my sister and nephew were cracking up. So <clears throat> anyways, let's go, go ahead and move on because I don't want to be spending too much time talking about it. But anyways, that's. That's one thing I want to say about this res dot relationship advice, the dating climate. Sorry, I kind of went off subject again. But um, <clears throat> the one thing that these um, ladies that give out uh, relationship advice on YouTube that I've been watching is pretty much to have shy, insecure guys be more confident. You know, yeah, they can be small and pruny or overweight and, you know, virginized, I guess. But, you know, that's not what these ladies are focused on. They're saying, look, man, just be confident. Once you show confident, you know, you can really start to make some moves on um, gaining, not notoriety, not attractiveness, but pretty much getting women to notice these guys a little bit more. Like they're not the same as other puny or overweight guys or guys that are insecure about their looks. And, um, you know, so that's where they're trying to go with that. And the other one is, um, no verbal expressions. And to me, well, they haven't said this, but this is what I'm thinking. It's like, how are these Navajo men getting all these women? You know, I don't really see them express themselves too much. My buddy, uh, he's a Marine veteran here in Clagato. He's an older man, but 
he he puts on this role shy intimidated guy act around pretty women especially when i tell him hey man let's go to the restaurant let's go get something to eat or take me over here take me to town i need to do this and that and when he sees these women he gets shy and quiet and he has no expression no verbal expression and i'm like how in the hell are women finding you attractive you know and to me, it's just it's just mind-boggling how that happens, you know, and you know it's it's just like a sip, symptomatic thing where I do notice that, especially in a lot of older Navajo guys, and the only time they really uh, come out of their shell, so to speak, is when they're drunk, and it's like really you need that liquid courage, you know. So I'm just like, oh, okay, well, hey, whatever. So. And then here's another thing that I was thinking of is that um, the abuser always gets the girl. Remember how it used to be um, the hero always gets the girl? I don't know. That's just what I see in today's Navajo dating climates is that the abuser gets the girl. And the girl will put up with it, surprisingly. Uh, I saw in the newspaper a few days ago uh, some 30... 33-year-old Navajo guy was found guilty of second-degree murder because he beat the shit out of his girlfriend and she later died from his her injuries. And he got sentenced to, what was it, 17 years in prison and um, for second-degree murder because he beat the hell out of her? Or was it seven years? It was 17 or seven years anyways. I'm just like, well, we'll see how the first four years are because... You know, you know how people in uh, jails are. You probably heard of it by now, but they really don't like people like that. Abusers, child abusers, women abusers, elderly abusers, just anyone that's an abuser. They want they want to beat the fuck out of this person uh, or that person, these people, whatever. Anyways, <clears throat> so I was reading that and I was like, I, I, I was, as usual, I was in a hurry. So I just kind of did like a quick scam, scam, scan of the you know, that little, uh, section in the newspaper. And it said that his girlfriend said that she kept going back to him even after he beat her. So, you know, the, there goes that other psychological trauma, uh, situation where his, his now dead girlfriend was thinking that one, one of two things. One is that she could change him. She could make him a better man. And then number two, no one will ever love her as much as he does. So when he beats the hell out of her, you know, that just means he loves her. <laughs> so he's probably got it all twisted like that. But if there's anything that modern women can learn from each other is that, you know, you're not going to change a violent guy. You're not going to change that abuser. If If they do, that's a miracle. That's like... One out of a billion that, you know, they perform that. So uh, not just, I'm not, I'm not saying there's a billion Navajos, but I'm just saying that, uh, you know, in the population of America, you know, one out of a billion, you know, yeah, it could be possible to change that one guy from violent to, you know, sympathetic, emotional. But then here's the other problem. Here's the other kicker. Let's say this, this lady who's being abused by this guy, uh, I'm, oh, I'm talking res terms right here. This res chick is dating this res dude who's an asshole and he beats her and she stays with him. And then one day she finally has this moment where 
she finally makes a connection with him and he ends up changing. He's no longer violent. He's no longer angry. He treats her right. To her, she's going to be like, oh, well, now he's a wimp because I pussy whipped him. And now, excuse me, he's got no backbone. He's just another sheep, you know. And then she goes and cheats on him and eh, he might end up killing her or something. So that's what I'm saying by the abuser gets the girl, not the hero. And then um, the other thing I wanted to say was that um, when I was watching these YouTube videos, uh, I the damn internet was just really pissing me off because it wouldn't finish the video. But there was this lady, she was Joy Enema, I think was her name. And um, it was like 10 things women... Uh, women wish on a guy or seeking a guy, season a guy that, that, or 10 things that turn her on about a guy or something like that. Shit. I don't remember. But anyways, uh, I know one of them before the video stopped and it was just being a little bitch. Um, one of them was that they like, uh, expressive men. So not only is it like guys that are verbal, but guys that can show emotion I'm not saying I'm not saying that you know they want to see men fall down and cry and <laughs> act like big babies but they just want guys to be expressive, you know, do some artwork, um write a song, change their clothes, get a different hairstyle, use different deodorants, shop somewhere new, try something different. You know, those type of things. Uh they like to see the guy be expressive. And then the other one before the damn video got stuck on me and it was, uh, they wanted to see personal growth. So it, I think it was a pretty good video. If, if ever that damn thing plays again, I'll write it all down and probably add it into another res out relationship advice, um, segment. But, um, yeah, so pretty, what, pretty much what it came down to is expressive males and personal growth. That was not gross growth. That was number one and number two. So personal growth means like, you know, um, either, either adding muscle or losing weight or, you know, reading more books or beating, beating, <laughs> being more, um, social, you know, talking to people at events and, um, getting to know, you know, other people, other organizations, or, um, possibly just trying to educate themselves. So that's where, you know, I wanted to bring that up. So maybe that might help out some, some rezzed out dude that needs some rezzed out relationship advice. But, um, anyways, so that's going to do it for that, that segment, um, <clears throat> as 15 minutes is coming up. Uh, so let's go ahead and jump into, let's go end that one about the, um, rezzed out relationship advice dating climate where it's, it's all over the place right now, but Mostly men on the lower side and women are on the higher side. That's how the climate's looking. And let's go jump into segment number three. This one will be social commentary. I hope this is a good one.